Welcome back to Serious Census. We're happy that you're joining us. This is Linda Saunders, and I'm joined with Tiffany Harding today. And we've got a great topic in line that we want to talk about that uh, impacts all of us within the senior living spectrum here. Um, certainly post-acute care, our long-term care and assisted living um, individuals, as well as those of you that are in the senior living and senior housing sector. Uh, our topic today is the art of execution, but more importantly, actions speak louder than words. Um, we all know that we have great plans in place and previously we've talked about those marketing plans, how to make them impactful, how to um, make sure that they're in alignment and executed properly. But we're really gonna go today into that deep dive of the actions because we believe that's where folks fall short. So I'm gonna turn this over to Tiffany and we're gonna move full force ahead on this and hopefully give you some really great octane in your tank today to go back and take a look at those plans and what do you need to do to put those actions into place to make them happen. Tiffany? Thanks, Linda. Yeah, you know, I think one of the biggest uh, frustrations as a previous sales leader um, was that our teams would always develop these awesome plans. They'd spend hours upon hours, you know, all these marketing and sales meetings, and they'd come up with these really robust plans. And then we'd go to follow up and nothing had been done or some of these strategies kind of took a back burner and, um, you know, the best plans in the whole world can come together and fall apart just as quickly because we didn't take any steps forward to actually put them into play. And so I started to look at execution and why is it so hard to get things off the ground? And, and you know, is it, over, is it too overwhelming? And, and is it just that we're constantly getting stuck? And then I kind of figured out that it's all of the above. Um, you know, we just have this, in, especially in our business, it does, it moves very, very fast. But we have a lot of, the, of things on our day-to-day -day plate that just stand in the way of any new initiative. And so it takes a lot of energy to put behind that, um, but it can't, we can take some simple things that, um, some simple strategies that will help us actually in the execution of our greatest plans, especially more important now than ever, to make sure that we're taking action on those plans that we're rewriting because many of us in this space are rewriting our stories as senior living uh, leaders and operators and sales and marketing uh, professionals. And so, you know, when we look at what's the problem with execution and why, it, why is it so hard, one of the biggest challenges is the lack of clarity of the objectives. And so we kind of throw a concept out of there. And I've seen this even happening within, uh, you know, going to conferences and things like that. A great speaker will come up and they'll throw a concept up, but you don't really have anything tangible to take away. Um, and so that objective becomes very unclear. And if it's unclear to you as a leader, imagine how hard that's going to be to get a commitment from your team to move them forward. So it's really important that, you're, you're taking out the complexity. Okay, so, you know, complex and execution don't mix well. So we want to simplify that, make it very clear so that you can have a commitment because that is another challenge with getting anything done and getting your plans executed is a lack of commitment to your goal. And 
one of the things that um, I felt was so important, actually felt this was so important, it is the core piece of the sales uh, program that I've developed, but is that everybody has to be on the same page from your executives to the line staff. Those are the people that you're going to have to really see a behavioral change in. And if you can't get them on board, and if they don't have a clear understanding of what your objectives are, they are not going to be committed to your goal as an executive of this organization. So it's really important that those goals and those objectives are communicated across all levels within your organization. You can't assume that everybody knows what your organizational goals are. And so once you kind of have this all mapped out, okay, now we've gotten it mapped out, we understand how we're gonna communicate it. So, but now what's next? So one of the best books that I've ever read on execution is The Four Disciplines of Execution. And so a lot of the strategy that I'm gonna talk about uh, in this podcast actually come from that. Um, the first piece of this is to really focus on what's important. As a leader, we can get caught in the day-to-day, you know, especially the state walks in and suddenly we've got, we're under, you know, our, our um, annual review or we've got a complaint survey or, you know, we're, whatever the case may be, now we have this whirlwind of problem that we have to, this fire we have to put out here. But we have to remember that in order to see change, we have to remain on the path of execution, remain on the path of our new plan, and we have to be able to keep focus on that. So focus on what's important. And somehow as a leader, you need to make sure that you're putting yourself um, in the shoes of your, uh, your, your staff, that you really want them to drive change. And one of my favorite quotes um, actually came from my my uh, fitness instructor, she said, you can't be mad about the results that you never got from the work that you never did. And man, is that a powerful statement in the business world. We cannot be upset that we didn't achieve our goals from last month if we never set foot in the actions to getting that forward. So it's really important that you're staying focused on what's important. Next, you have to pick your strategies that are going to lead you forward. I think a lot of times we are, we're constantly evaluating our goals and our our measurements are based on things that happened in the past. And a really clear way to kind of see what I mean in this is I'm going to use the idea about um, putting money in our bank account. So we set this goal, we're going to put an extra $1,000 a month in our bank accounts, in our, in our savings accounts. So your lag measure is the actual amount of money that is in your, that you put in your account at the end of the month. You're measuring that. Did you achieve it? Yes or no. By the time you measure that, that's already, the, the steps have already happened and you can't really fix that. The performance that drove them is already in the past. And so that's your lag measure. But your progressive measure would be what you're going to be able to do to get more money into your bank account. So you know that if you, and it has to be predictive and it has to be able to be influenced. So example, you're going to work 30 more hours or you're going to do X to get more money to put into your account. 
So you can, that's predictive. You know that you can work this many hours. You know how much money you're going to make for those hours. And it's influenced by, are you actually going to do the work? Or maybe it's that you're not going to spend you know, money on coffee every morning. You're going to eliminate some subscriptions that you're um, not using. And so you start weeding those things out. Again, those are predictive and you have the ability to influence them. So then you can go back and you measure those lag goals, your revenue, your bank account, your weight loss, whatever have you. Those are ways that you can kind of manage this process of execution, but really keeping it focused on those strategies that leap you ahead, those actions that leap you ahead. The, I'm going to work more hours, or I'm going to go out to my referral sources more often. I'm going to go to them four days a week. I'm going to make my phone calls to my prospects every single morning at 9 a.m. I'm going to do this. So all those things that you're going to do, those are leaping you ahead and you can you can have influence and they can be predictive. So make sure that you're focusing on those things. Tiffany, a little, a little note on that too. Don't you yep. think it's helpful that when folks are looking at putting those intentions into action, that's what I always like to call it because people have good intentions. You know, we have folks out there, they're very good people, but it is, it's to, it's to put that into motion, put some momentum and purpose behind it and get out there and do that. You know, that's the biggest reason why people t get those gym memberships what is it like beginning of the year they have every intention of going to the gym some of them start but by now um you know three four months later a lot of those folks are you know stuck in their whatever their old pattern was but i really think it's great to have that sounding board like you're talking about midstream to process effectiveness and also um to discern between the difference between um being productive and being busy you know productive being purposeful what were the outcomes of something how you could critique it not again to you know um, cut the person down or anything but to help them professionally develop and personally develop to be the most effective possible and and i'll always say you know it's not about working harder you got to work smarter is it going to require long hours you know we are a 24 7 business and it's a human business and yes there are going to be times when there's long hours and and that can be because of lots of movement and activity. It could be what we were dealing with um, during this COVID situation and taking on more, or it's because of, you know, again, the, the, the human side of it that does take time, but recognizing and being able to evaluate that impactfulness. And then, as you mentioned, you know, look at what those results are or those measurements to determine during the process and, and at each checkpoint, you know, am I hitting that mark? What's working for me? What doesn't? What do I need to change? And I think it can be incredibly empowering, super exciting for folks, and certainly better than going into one of those meetings, you know, that marketing meeting the next month, and then having someone say, well, hey, what's the update on this? And no one's done anything. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and that leads right into the next piece of this is keeping that compelling scorecard and making sure that we are, you know, we're measuring this, but we're taking, we are taking score of what's going on in, in our plans and how we're executing them. You know, um, if we played a basketball game, we're always going to keep score, right? If we don't, then we're not going to play our best. Um, but our, we, we want to win 
And especially in the sales and marketing, we have a lot of really competitive uh, people that work in those, in those fields and they want, they are driven to win. And so utilize that um, and use those scorecards to help you uh, motivate your teams to be able to get those objectives met. Um, and then, you know, creating that level of accountability. Uh, you know, maybe like Linda said, you have your, you know, your gym membership that you intended to go. Um, maybe you need your friend to call you at five o'clock in the morning and say, hey, get your butt to the gym. Um, but same thing here, you know, and it, it doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, you got to do write-ups, things like that, and you got to negatively nag on your staff. But having a, you know, an accountability partner, someone who is really positive and uplifting and can push you, your teams to their, um, to their strategies to really get those things done um, and keep them motivated. Uh, we all need a level of accountability, even the most self-accountable people, they still can have a tendency to fall behind on something push something to the back burner because we all got those things, those whirlwinds in life that come at us. Um, we all need some level of accountability and, and having that accountability partner can be super impactful for getting your, hitting your goals and uh, getting your plans executed. So, you know, uh, Linda, I don't know if you have anything further you want to kind of uh, dive in on that at all. Well, I think just um, you hit a, you hit a key point on the accountability side that, that one of our future uh, programs will focus completely on accountability. Because uh, I just have a, I have a very unique perspective on it because I'm very um, self-accountable and team accountable. Uh, but you know, when you're accountable, you're, you're answerable. I mean, it's sum it all up in one word, you're answerable. And we're answerable to a variety of entities there. And being accountable also provides that clarity that Tiffany was mentioning. You know, when you have clarity and there's that structure, you can, you can be the sharpshooter when there's no clarity, you know, and, and there's that whirlwind that she was talking about, then there's more chaos. We've had enough chaos in the last year. Why not? You know, we shouldn't complicate it any more than what it is. And um, it, it really helps folks buy in. It, it helps bring about uh, that change and that ownership at all levels. And the other part too, is it can be so much fun that everybody gets excited about it and you will find talent and really great skills at all those levels that get uncovered through that process. And that's where it gets really magical because the rest of your team starts making your role a little easier, again, more fun. You don't feel like you're the quarterback with only two players on a team that you've got people that'll start rising to the occasion and asking to do more. And that's ultimately what we want because they're gonna better serve um, the, the residents or the, the families, the community that we're all about. And let's face it, you know, those are elements that will keep those people engaged. Um, it becomes a, a, a great recruiting tool and you get a more cohesive and engaged staff. You know, that synergy and that, that it factor when you go into an organization and it just, it just feels fabulous. That energy is there. Yeah, absolutely. So. You know, Linda, I actually, I'm going to throw a little uh, curveball out here, something we've not done yet before, but um, I'm going to offer that, you know, Linda's going to share with you guys in just a second how to get in touch with us. Um, I feel so strongly that 
reading this, the four disciplines of execution, and really being able to put that in play, I feel really strongly about how um, this can really help your organization move forward to the next level. So Linda, um, after when you share your the information on how to get in touch with us, I'm gonna offer a book to our first 10 callers of people who were gonna reach out to us. If you want this book, you're listening to this podcast this morning, you know, I, I, I just feel so strongly that this is really gonna help you get where you gotta go. Give us a call. I'm gonna get you a book. That sounds great. Uh, the number where you can reach out to us, it's area code 614-582-6733. I'll repeat that again, 614-582-6733. And that's to reach both uh, Linda Saunders and Tiffany Harding, um, the uh, Serious Census podcast. And we're going to end up today, great program, is um, with a, an, I'll call it a, a really great Band, a Bachman-Turner Overdrive with the classic Taking Care of Business. Awesome. Thanks, Linda. Thank you, Tiffany. And thanks to our listeners.